You're listening to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast. Hosted by Greg Essenmacher. Welcome to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. I'm Greg Essenmacher, your host. Although I'm not a dentist, I've been known to play one over your favorite listening devices. On today's episode, I'm excited to welcome Lisa Stoller, who's the Vice President of Partnerships for CertiPay. Lisa started out in the payroll and human resource industry in 1999. As a full-time resident of South Florida for most of her life, Lisa graduated from Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale, Florida with a BS in business administration. Lisa currently resides in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida with her husband, Sean, fur baby, Jaxie, and son, Matt, lives a close 20-minute drive away. Lisa is very active in various industry-specific organizations to support the client base as well as the internal CertiPay team. Please help me welcome Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Greg. Thank you so much for having me on today. Super excited. Very excited to have you here today. So, you know, Lisa, you work for, you know, an HR outsourcing. You hear a lot about outsourcing. And so tell me a little bit about the term outsourcing. You know, what does that mean as it pertains to payroll, human resources? So give our listening audience a little bit of background on what that really means. Yes, sure. I hear that all the time because we use that term interchangeably and people are like, well, what do you actually mean by that? So uh, basically what it is, it's transferring the management of or the responsibility for certain payroll or human resource functions from the employer over to a third-party service provider. Um, there's, there's a few different service provider types, so to speak. So some may have heard the term employee leasing or PEO. This is where an employer has a co-employer relationship with the third party. Um, then there's others that, you know, just might offer technology, you know, so you can't get benefits with them. You can't get some human resource support, but you have technology available to help you run your payroll or your human resources. And then um, lastly, there's a there could be a company with a hybrid between the two where, you know, they have technology, they have the PEO and they have the people and the technology to help you run your business. Gotcha. And so for a layperson like myself, when you say PEO, I have no idea what you're talking about. And maybe our listeners don't either. So what exactly is PEO? Sure, absolutely. So a PEO, we sometimes call it employee leasing. This, because of the co-employer relationship between the third party and the actual employer, you share in the risk together. So now if you were on my PEO, your company, your payroll checks would come with our name on it, but your boss that has hired you would be your worksite employer. Uh, because again, we have this co- uh, co-employer relationship, you will now fall under our benefit plan. So health insurance, dental, vision, what does that look like? 401k. Um, and 
you can get sometimes a better pricing for those benefits if you're a smaller business than you could if you went to go shop the different carriers yourself as the employer. So that's the PEO. It's the long of the short is it is a co-employment relationship between the worksite employer and the third party. Gotcha. So it gives you like group buying power, if you will. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. And so tell me a little bit about CertiPay. So what relationship dynamic do do you offer at CertiPay for clients that you work with? Yes. So we are one of a few that offer all the above that I described. So we do have a full PEO service model. We have the opposite end where you can get technology only. And then we have the hybrid which is a combination of the two. So let's say you like some of the items in the PEO model, but you don't need the benefits or you don't need the workers' compensation insurance, but you would like some human resource support. We can do a hybrid between the two. So at the end of the day, after we meet with a potential client, we're able to give them exactly what they need right now and then in working with them year to year to year, if that those needs change, then we can go ahead and change which product set we have in place for them and work together as a true partner. Gotcha. So it's not a one size fits all. It's a we'll meet you where you're at and then we'll build and grow with you as times change for you you know, Mr. or Miss, Mrs. Doctor, as needs change for you, we can build and grow with you and change and flex with the times as well. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. You, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just going by what I know, you know, it, it, for, for, for me and, you know, the 15 years that I've been on the manufacturing side and doing consulting both, you know, I know that when I worked for employers, you hear the word HR and you go running for the hills or, you know, <laughs> you, you start consulting people or you start looking in the want ads. I know I I am a little bit older. Well, no, I don't know that I'm that much older than you, but you know, the want ads is definitely something that maybe my parents looked at. <laughs> now we go into LinkedIn or wherever we might go to, to look for opportunities. Or so, you call us for our technology so we can show you how to do it. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Well, it's so tell me a little bit about why someone would want to outsource, say, their payroll or human resources rather than just, you know, saving on the cost because there, there's got to be a cost involved right? I mean, you wouldn't be in business if there wasn't a cost involved. So tell me a little bit about that aspect. Sure. Um, a really big reason employers outsource is so that they can concentrate on their core business. You know, we do a lot of work, you and I together, you know, with dental practitioners They went to school. They can clean your teeth. They can pull your teeth. They can make new teeth, right? I wouldn't even know where to begin to do something like that. But what I did learn through school and also through training with the company I'm with, what do those payroll taxes look like? What are some of those areas of human resource that cause them headaches at night? And really become their true consultant so they don't have to figure out what they need to be doing with the state they're in or with the IRS, and they can concentrate on that core business. On the flip side, then they don't have somebody in their office 
taking up their time dealing with all these issues. And by working with a third-party provider such as ours, we can really give them expert eyes looking at everything from payroll to human resources so they're not getting penalties or fines from any of the state or federal agencies. So those are a couple of really big reasons why people outsource. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, from what you've just shared, clinicians focusing on their core business or what I've liked to talk about is really focusing on productivity. Every dentist that is listening to this, it talks about, thinks about, concentrates on, is badgered over <laughs> their productivity numbers. It's all about what's your productivity. And the m- most expensive piece of their business is time away from that chair because that's where productivity happens. When they have patients in the chair, they're, they're patient engaging, patient focusing. And when that's not happening, they're doing the admin work, whether that's you know HR, payroll, or all the other that has nothing to do with the clinical. And if they can focus and specialize on the clinical aspect of their business, outsourcing makes a lot of sense. I've had a number of guests on that talk about that, right? Let people specialize in what they specialize in, whether that's in marketing or social media, or in your case, what you're talking about, you know, are the HR and payroll uh, concerns. So tell me a little bit about some of the, you know, I I always like to bring up, so what are some of the biggest mistakes that dentists make, right? Because we'd like to talk about what people do wrong here, you know, or I'd like to talk about what they do right and what they can do to solve them. And, it, you know, I'd like to bring on people who talk about how to solve uh, some of the challenges that they face. So talk about some of the challenges, um, you know, that and most expensive ones, right? You know, common and most expensive, you know, HR, um, we'll call them challenges instead of mistakes, uh, challenges that are made by clinicians that you see being in the industry as long as you have. Yes, absolutely. So, and again, not to single anyone out. It's not just... Just don't use their names. If you do, we'll, we'll be able to edit that out. <laughs> we'll, we'll be in trouble. <laughs> no, it, not, not to single out like a specific industry. We do see this across the board, but a lot of the uh, dentists that we do work with are smaller in employee count, if that makes sense. You know, so they don't have, you know, a staff of five in human resources at their disposal. So um, some of the things that are one of the largest concerns that we see is not having a handbook. Uh, At the end of the day, your handbook is basically the Bible for your business. So what in reference, I should say to the employees and the employer relationship. So what are your rules? What are your policies? What do these all look like? If you don't have something to go by, you don't have any way to, when you're disciplining somebody or coaching them, trying to make somebody see your side of why this policy is in effect, you just don't have anything to go against if you don't have a handbook and all these policies. So that's a really, um, that's a common theme that we see with a lot of companies. Oh, I'm small. I don't really need one. But at the end of the day, if you don't have one, it's hard to discipline or coach somebody if you they don't know what they're doing wrong. So that's that's one. Um, 
before you get to the handbook, though, you have to hire these people. So a lot of times we'll see, you know, what does hiring that wrong person look like? And this one is very expensive. You could pay two to three times the salary of one person if they don't last, if they don't work out, their production is not there. So it's very important, you know, to find the right person and working with an, a third-party provider or an outsourcing firm, they can kind of help you figure out the best way to interview somebody, maybe see if you're doing background screening. Instead of hiring a friend of a friend just because they're a friend of a friend, you know, really going through the process with them to make sure that person is the right fit for their culture in their practice. Because that turnover, not only is it affecting that person, but it's affecting the rest of your team because if they're not up to speed on their production, it will force other team members to have to step it up and cover for them. And over time, that could, you know, you could really lose some employee engagement and motivation from from having to constantly deal with uh, turnover situations. Yeah, and building a team certainly has been a theme, you know, whether it's been on the manufacturing side or especially in the dental practice with the number of clinicians that I've had on fairly recently and in in the time that we're in now where it is challenging, very challenging, even more so than it's been in recent years to find and retain really good talent. So I love that point. That That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's it's insane right now, for lack of a better word. <laughs> no, and not the good kind of crazy. Not which the good kind of crazy. Most of my crazy. listeners That's know. Right. Yeah, I, I'm the good kind of crazy. We're talking about the crazy that keeps you up at night for those doctors listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are two really good pearls. Uh, any others that you see? So the finding and hiring of good talent, which, you know, is extremely important for, you know, team production, uh, you know, it, it, team unity, right? And building a good team. And then the, then the, then the relationship, the employer-employee relationship based on solid policies with a handbook that really provides the guidelines to be able to discipline when necessary. And one of those that you hope you don't have to go to it and need it, but if you do, definitely necessary to have it. And, you know, I could I could share a story. Well, I can share it in a general way of, you know, somebody who I worked with uh, in a consulting capacity who, you know, it, it was in the state of California, which can be a little challenging for employers um, that, yeah, you know, that it, it, it was very costly. Um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It was very costly that had, you know, a, a, a large number of practices and, you know, has reduced it since then. Uh, but it became very costly um, to settle because of a lack of planning and specifically some of the things that you've mentioned here for sure. So, yeah, it, it's very real for me to hear that for sure. Yeah. Any any others that you see that are real common, uh, you know, you know, challenges. So please, yeah, share those. And, and this is more um, from compliance as opposed to like the people behind it. Um, employee files, I-9 files, everybody has to fill out an I-9. These forms have so many places an employer can make an error on. And the flip side to those errors are now you can be fined and penalized for those errors. You're not just getting a slap on the wrist for filling out a form incorrectly. You know, on on one I-9, you could have multiple mistakes and 
the couple from ranging from like a couple hundred dollars to four hundred and fifty dollars. It's crazy how much money one form can cost an employer if they're out of compliance. And that can add up quickly for sure. Oh, it it could totally thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars all over paperwork. So that that's another area. You know, we work with companies to make sure you know their files are in order, and if they are not, let's show you how they should be filled out correctly. So if anybody came in looking at those files, they won't find anything. Um, and that's the other area too where we see things where employees are just not classified correctly. And what I mean by that is, you know, you hear the terms, oh, I'm hourly or, oh, I'm salary. So uh, what we're hearing is, are they exempt from overtime or not? Should they be paid for overtime if they work more than 40 hours a week? The misnomer we see and hear all the time with employers is the job title well, they're, they're a manager of this. They're a supervisor of that. The, the job title itself is not what makes an exempt or non-exempt employee, but it's the duties that they're actually doing. So we like to go through the employees, see how they're being paid, see how they're being coded so we can keep you and the employer out of a Department of Labor audit or, again, more fines and more penalties. As you'll see with the state agencies and the government, fines, penalties. <laughs> I'm hearing a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you know, this is what we do and what other third-party providers are doing is giving the employer that additional line of defense against these state and federal agencies and, you know, really uh, do some mitigation of risk and minimize their exposure to potential lawsuits, penalties, fines. Well, and I can tell you, I, I appreciate what you're sharing as well, you know, in another capacity, not just, you know, working with dentists and clinicians, but this is across the board. So I've done work in the nonprofit world and volunteering, and I can tell you that there have been just a multitude of occasions when questions specific to HR, HR-related, salary, compensation, hourly, you know, and questions that would come up specific to, well, it depends on how you classify them. If you can create them as a 1099 or not, do you have to take taxes out or not? Well, it depends. Are you giving them a task or are you telling them specifically how they have to accomplish that task? And now people might think, oh, well, how does that relate to dental? Well, it can when it comes to, like you say, hourly salary. You know, title doesn't really matter. Same in the nonprofit world. Title doesn't matter. And and why is it relevant? Because the breadth of our listeners that listen to my bot podcast aren't just dentists. They aren't just people in manufacturing. Many of them sit on advisory boards. Many of them are volunteers when it comes to, you know, giving up their time. People who are blessed with so much, you know, tend to give back a lot, right? That's how it continues to come back. And so I really think that that's tremendously valuable. So I'm hearing a theme that, you know, you haven't said yet that I'm hearing, and I just made a note of it. You talk about 
finding the right partner uh, to help navigate these waters, right? So specifically, you know, clinicians are, you know, specialized in what they do clinically, right? You know, technically, clinically. And, And you're talking about the administrative side and being a good partner. What I'm hearing is that this is very specialized, that, you know, somebody who has has the doctor's back, right? Absolutely. They can look through and say, hey, you know, approach though. It, and when I say specialized, I mean to be able to approach a, a very successful clinician in a way to say, hey, I'm here to help you and I want you to take a look over here. You know, open up your files to me. Let me take a look and let me show you, you know, what maybe it's through another case study, right? You know, I worked with another doctor and we happened to uncover, I want to protect you from this without scaring them, without blowing them into it. And that's so critically important, you know, because they have so much on their plate that they're already concerned about, right? The well-being of their staff, the well-being of the practice, the, you know, their patients, supplies, ordering. And then not even, I didn't even have to mention the patients, right? Because the patients obviously are of utmost concern. And then, you know, continuing their education and making sure they're providing the best quality of, of care for their patient. You know, I mean, there's so much for them to be concerned with that, you know, having someone who specializes in this and has a team behind them that's watching out and watching their back, I just think is so critically important. Now, I I appreciate that you've shared that. Well, before we continue on, and we will, we'll share, there's the portion of our podcast that we like to do that I like to call, What the Sleuth is Going On? So these are three rapid-fire questions that I ask all of my guests, Lisa. So are you ready? So first thing that comes to your mind, just first thing that comes to your mind, no thinking about it. You just got to give me the answer that comes off the top of your head. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Question number one, tell me about the worst bad breath you've ever encountered. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was super funny. Um, We were in a meeting and fire alarm went off and we had to run outside and everybody's basically now standing on top of each other. There were about, I think there were eight of us in this meeting. Everybody just finished their coffee Everybody just got there in the morning, finished their coffee, and now everybody's talking to each other. And I'm like, holy cow, I hope that's not me. (laughs) To this day, we'll never know. But thankfully, because of uh, COVID, I guess uh, a lot of people got away with that. Did you do the palm check? Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, everybody does the palm check. That that is the one great thing about COVID-19. Everybody wore a mask and you had to smell your own breath rather than smelling everybody else's when you're in close quarters. So thank you, COVID-19, for the one blessing that you gave to all of us. (laughs) The one. (laughs) (laughs) That's so wrong, but it's so right. So true. (laughs) Question number two. If you could change one thing about your smile, what would it be? Huh. I kind of do this sometimes, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I'm going to because you said first thing. I sometimes do a fake one. (laughs) You know, you either don't understand what they're saying or they're saying something that you just don't want to talk about. (laughs) It's the fake smile. And I don't like when I do it, but I know I do it. I totally get that. So... uh 
We yes, I'm embarrassed. I Midwest, said it. It's kind of like being Midwest nice. Yeah. So I'm from the Midwest and it's called Midwest nice. It's like, or, or in the South, oh, honey. They say that in the South. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways to turn that. I like that. Ways. Thank you for giving me your first, first thought. I love that. Thank you. Okay. Question number three. If you could go back and be the inventor of any dental product, which one would you choose and why? Oh, does it have to be one that's already invented or can I make up a new one? Hey, I don't have qualifiers to my question. I, I, I just read it off the placard and my producer says, don't, don't give him any clues. Just first thing that comes to mind. First thing that comes to mind. I want to invent because I'm very petrified of going to the dentist for a cleaning I always have been. I still don't know why. I'm starting to get a little bit better, but I'd like to invent a time machine where I could just show up and immediately be gone and everything was done. What is it about people in the dental industry that know. absolutely abhor having people touch your teeth? So I don't I, know. It, it, I think it's across the board. I, re- I, I think there is like a tenfold, like, anxiety with people who are in the dental i think we all hate it so much so we got into the industry we're all a part of the torture chamber and another secret i wear extra perfume and deodorant because i sweat through the chair because i'm so nervous wow yes does your dentist know this oh yeah he does he he sees me coming and runs no just kidding he's very good with me That's fantastic. He's very you do patient. know that they do sedation dentistry. There is such a thing. You're aware. You're oh, in the industry. I am aware now because he he told me. Well, see, I think now, I know why you he have told a good, me. Now you know you have a good dentist. Exactly. That's, that's fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa, you know, I think this is great. You have been such a fantastic guest. You've shared about why it's important to find someone who specializes in HR and payroll services, given our audience and our listeners the reasons why to outsource, right? It's all about, it's all about specialization and, you know, you know, stick to what you know and what you're really good at. You know, for those of my listeners that are loyal listeners, yes, I'm talking to all of you out there and have listened to the previous podcast. There are so many who have talked about that. If you focus on and concentrate on what you're really good at and let others do what they're really good at, um, you can excel so much faster in what you do. So I, I appreciate that you've shared that as well. It really is a running theme. So tell me in the last few minutes we have here, Lisa, what have we not covered that you want to share with my listening audience about what you do or what you've learned um, that they really should know? Sure. I'm going to start with nobody ever wants to talk to the salesperson. They just don't. They don't want to waste their time. They, they're very busy, but there are some really good sales professionals out there that have a lot of valuable information. And all I ask is just give, if you find somebody calling on you or stopping in your office and they actually know what they're talking about, maybe give them a little bit of a chance, open up to them, let them hear where you're coming from. What issues are you having? Is there a solution they may have that could help solve that issue for you? Whether it's time, energy, money, what, what does that look like? If they're listening to you, they'll bring value to you. And by bringing value to you, they, it's just a checkbox 
off your list, another thing you don't have to worry about. And just take advantage of all the knowledge that they do have and they carry with them. And it can only help you. That's fantastic. Lisa, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast today and for sharing your knowledge with all of the listening audience that I have. So if they want to get a hold of you or learn more, Lisa, please, this is the opportunity to tell anyone and everyone how they can do that. That would be great. And thank you for having me. It, this was a blast. I g- gave some secrets on air I'm kind of a little embarrassed about, but I feel so good about it. It's off my chest. <laughs> and we're not going to edit those parts out. That's the best part. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, again, I'm Lisa Stoller. The company I work for is CertiPay. I can be reached directly on my cell phone. I am not afraid to give it out. Area code 561 722 And that's fantastic. And so for anyone else who wants to look her up on LinkedIn, that's uh, Lisa Stoller, S-T-O-L-L-E-R, and CertiPay, like certified, C-E-R-T-I-P-A-Y. Lisa, thank you so much for being with us today. You've been fantastic. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Greg. You too. Thank you for listening to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast. If you're a dentist and interested in learning more on how to grow your business, reach out to our show at toothsleuth2021 at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or hanging out on your nearest street corner where there seems to be a dental practice everywhere you look. Signing off for now, I'm Greg Essenmacher. I thank you for your time and the pleasure of your company. And remember to keep smiling. This podcast was produced by T-Door Productions. Theme song written by The Whole Other.